and welcome to The Hill Is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waning ability to relate to the youth and stepping on Legos. Or sorry, uh, are they Lego construction block? Well, whatever it is. Hi, welcome everyone. Uh, I'm Falero. I'm Rock the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. And I'm Game Buddy. And what are we doing here today? What's going on today, everybody? So superstars, huh? Oh, well, okay, so several months after the announcement. <laughs> I, I realize we're going to, like, it's going to date the podcast a little, but we have to at least mention Superstars very briefly because we just got that announcement as we're recording, like, a day or two before we're recording, and oh boy. We have to acknowledge it, and it's not out yet by the time of this release of this podcast, I'm pretty sure, even with the vague release date. Uh, so we're still okay, I think. Yeah, we we will call this. We're we're preserving our reactions for history's sake. Yes, these are our refrigerated takes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I I like the concept. It's not a mania two. Um, I mean, I I'm saying this like positively. It looks like a new super sonic bros like type version thing and i mean everything i've seen and mostly heard so far it looks cool like it looks like they got the physics uh looks very fun i love the idea of local co-op kind of wish it was online um i hope all that sonic 4 music is just placeholder god um, let us hope so certainly. if by the if by the time the, um, this comes out there are videos with uh T. Lopes soundtrack, I'll be very happy. But if we're here hearing more of that Sonic Origin Supersonic style music, like I don't know, man, I don't know if I can still I can still go on. As I'm putting this one together, Sega has released the opening animation for Sonic Superstars and the music, which I believe was composed by T. Lopes and June Senoue, sounds pretty dope. So, ooh, that's a relief. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Otherwise, it looks very good. It's very cute. Maybe a little bit too cute, maybe a little cute over cool, because it's those 3D <laughs> models that, because uh, I was having a discussion with Jez about this, and they were saying that, yeah, like, those models are good and all, the 3D classic models, but they do lean a bit towards, a bit more towards the cute than the cool, like, you do have, like, the nice mixture in the animated sections these days, but it's fine. It's not my preferred aesthetic style, but it's kind of what I wanted from Mania 2, and that it's not just relying on old levels and old concepts too much. Yeah. Classic Sonic is interesting to where, I mean, lots of people do, especially when they contrast with, like, modern Sonic, like to pick and choose their favorite. But yeah, there there are, like, multiple different versions of Classic Sonic as well versus, like, the, um, gosh, I'm picturing my head, like, the, the Sonic screensaver slash Sega calendar art where he's more round, like, he's very bouncy and cute versus, like, by the time you got to, like, the Sonic CD animation and then the, the, the transition from pure classic to the Saturn until we finally got Sonic Adventure Sonic. And it just seems like Sega's decided to, at least when it comes to, like, a game like this and, like, official renders, like, go back to the, like, oh, we're gonna go back to the cute cutesy-wootsy classic Sonic and just, like, brighten up his blue a little bit. Um, or, you know, even talking about, like, I, I've mentioned how, like, I kind of like the Sonic 3 sprite where he looks a little more angry 
angsty. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's one of those to where uh, just because he doesn't have green eyes doesn't mean it's quote unquote the same classic Sonic. He classic <laughs> Sonic has lots of different evolutionary paths, but I, I overall like the look. Like. It it does look super cute. Um, I love seeing like the 3D models of all the characters. I really like that tails. I'm, I'm interested in, interested to see like all of the the new powers and whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've got plenty of time to to speculate and eventually get our hands on that, huh? And of course, Fang. Well, the two levels we've heard about right now are Speed Jungle and uh, Bridge Islands Zone, and. Uh, <gasps> That's right, bridge and jungle coming back into the modern day for you 8-bit fans. I mean, it does seem like 8-bit is a big influence, not least of which because Fang's back. Yeah, good old Fang, the sniper, weasel, jerbo, wolf man. Um, He got got an extra finger. Good for him. (laughs) It's important to have things to aspire to. (laughs) Perfect for flipping off the audience. <laughs> and a brand new character designed by Naoto Oshima. I'm glad one, I'm glad that one of uh, the original Sonic creators is still uh, contributing in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just saying though, if you're going to go back to having Naoto Oshima design a character, maybe just maybe just call up your buddy Masato Nakamura and be like, hey, do you mind composing a few tracks for this one? That'd be nice. Yeah. This is me. This is my thing. <laughs> but but if they did that, they wouldn't own them. Mm. Yeah, well, that's true. Mm-hmm. But maybe they can. I don't know. Maybe they'll have a bit. Of, no, our dreams come true are going to make that really difficult. Oh well, I guess my dream isn't coming true. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to that dream, I think it might be best if you just let go. Speaking of which, oh, I get oh. it. <laughs> that actually took me a moment. <laughs> so uh, yeah, now setting all of that aside. Uh, setting about all that Sonic nostalgia aside, we're going back to a, a nostalgic Sonic game. Well, it is now, I guess. Because, uh, right, so, Luke, you're going to have to lead this one, because this is this is a topic that you are a lot more well-versed than any of us are in. That's a word Something for it. you literally bought into. <laughs> so tell us about our topic today. So, do you guys remember the Toys to Life boom in the mid-2000s? I sure do, as I look up at my shelf that has a few different Amiibos on it. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of those. Oh, yeah, I've got my, sho- I haven't got my Shovel Knight one. Oh, look at that guy. Oh, sweet. Thank goodness nobody's going to say, sad to say, the Amiibo guy will never ever die. Sorry. I mean, I was thinking it. Uh, (laughs) I know. (laughs) I mean, uh, I I would say that people have stopped um, dogging you for it, but no. (laughs) I mean, you did buy into it in a big way, but, uh, and uh, how, I mean, it's not like it's completely dead now, right? There's still some toys to life out there. It's mostly dead. Like, Amiibos are the last thing that's really hanging on like disney infinity died after three years skylanders hasn't had a new game in over half a decade does anybody even remember that uh ubisoft starlink or whatever oh Oh, yeah yeah, i I remember it solely because of Star Fox being (laughs) yeah that's that's the version i got (laughs) i i think i picked it up for like less than ten dollars on clearance just for the Star Fox stuff and yeah i don't think i ever played it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cool our wing though I'll, I'll say this starlink is like the best star fox game to date <laughs> mm, yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> certainly better than the last few mm. but the reason i bring it up is that there's one toys to life game in particular that i let's say i might have gone a little too deep on 
And that was uh, Lego Dimensions, released in 2015 for Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, and pour one out for Wii U. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Which, like, the big hook with that one was, you know, yeah, you've got your little toys that you can scan, but also they're all made out of actual Lego pieces. So immediately that's going to appeal to the people who do, you know, love building Lego sets, collecting Legos, that sort of thing. So, you know, immediately built in. Uh, they had a pretty grand plan. They had, they ended up with uh, 14 different IPs involved in the first year, 16 the second. I, I bet I could probably, I bet I could probably still name them all from memory if I really tried. You did that recently, actually, before we had this call. Like, um, I think you were able to record. Oh yeah, I guess I did memory. do that last week yeah. when we were talking about this. Do you want to do it again? <laughs> For the listeners. Yeah, put in the timer music behind me. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz, The Simpsons, Ninjago, Doctor Who, uh, DC, Back to the Future, Portal, Lord of the Rings, Ghostbusters, Scooby-Doo, Midway Arcade, Lego Movie, Jurassic World, Lego Chima, uh, Ghostbusters 2016, Harry Potter, Mission Impossible, Adventure Time, A-Team, Fantastic Beasts, Where to Find Them, uh, Gremlins, E.T., Lego Batman Movie, Knight Rider, Goonies, Lego City Undercover, Teen Titans Go, Powerpuff Girls, Beetlejuice, and Sonic the Hedgehog. There you go. Yeah! And also little cameos by Flintstones, Jetsons, The Flash, CW, Red Dwarf, and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh my Flintstones? Wow. <laughs> Granddad? <laughs> Grand. But can it run Crisis? No, like that game was a glitchy mess that only got glitchier as time went on. <laughs> they were you, the, the engine they were running on was already dated by the time that game came out, and it showed its age two years in, but... You know, they had all these IPs involved. You know, they all had these individual Legos. It was a huge thing. And they had planned to do three full years of content, basically, for the thing. And they only managed to get two out before just the bottom really fell out of the Toys to Life fad. And that combined with, like, how pricey it was to basically manufacture all these Legos and sell them at a competitive price compared to, you know, other... Toys to Life stuff like Disney Infinity and Skylanders. Like, that basically meant they were selling everything at a loss, and it's just, it did not end up bearing fruit in the end, which is, it's a shame because there was a lot of stuff that had to be axed as a result of that. And, like, I actually did some digging and found a list of IPs that they were looking to add in year three. Uh, reading off this list Despicable Me, Captain Underpants, How to Train Your Dragon, Ooh. Shrek. The Croods, The Smurfs, uh, James Cameron's Avatar, Pirates of the Caribbean, King Kong, Godzilla, uh, Universal Monsters, Thunderbirds, Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, Tintin, Minecraft, Angry Birds, and Mega Man. Oh, wow. Man. The, uh, the, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean, that one kind of throws me for the loop. That was Yeah, because like... The big thing with that one was they couldn't do Marvel or Star Wars despite all the Lego Marvel and Star Wars games because Disney Infinity was out at that time. So it's like, nope, we are locking down. Uh, that one's just for us. You guys, you know, no, you can't have them. So wow. it, it did seem like a bit of a coup that they would finally get a Disney property in there. Alas, it was not meant to be. But if you were paying attention to that first list, you'll notice that, yes, Sonic the Hedgehog was mentioned in there. 
getting added as part of the seventh overall wave during that second year of content in November 18th, 2016. Uh, obviously, the game was developed by TT Games, aka Traveler's Tales, who, as we mentioned before, made 3D Blast and Sonic R before spending close to 20 years doing literally nothing but Lego games. <laughs> so, nice little return to the form to them, kind of, almost. Getting to do a little bit of Sonic. I'm surprised that it did not feature any overt references to uh, 3D Blast and R outside of, like, one little bit of dialogue. Because, like... For everything else, there are just so many little, like, nods and references to Sonic's history at the time. Like, that was part of the release as part of the 25th anniversary celebration. Like, the first trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog content pack came out, like, as part of that 25th anniversary thing at Comic-Con where we got our first look at Manian Forces to kind of put that into perspective. And, wow. You know, so basically, with Dimensions, there were, outside of, like, the main uh, pack that came with the stuff in the base game, uh, there were four different kinds of contact packs. There were fun packs, which had a character and a vehicle or a gadget, uh, team packs, which is two characters, two vehicles, uh, level packs, which were one character, two vehicles, and then it would unlock like a bonus level. And then story packs, which were one character, two vehicles, and then would like do six levels that would basically do like a full mini story campaign that would adapt a movie like Ghostbusters 2016 or Lego Batman. And Sonic was one of the ones that got a level pack. Like I realize all of them are fairly packed, but Sonic's is, it feels like it's absolutely bursting at the gills with stuff just in terms of how much they managed to cram in there in environments, you know, set pieces, nods, references, characters, that sort of thing. And, you know, it does feel authentic because they got all of the then current voice actors to reprise their roles with one notable exception. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty fun, actually. <laughs> uh, it's mostly the what would go. What, I would say the current cast, but that has actually changed over time. Yeah. It was the current cast of the time, but for, except for one, one dude uh, sounded a little bit different. Yeah. So Big the Cat is in the game, and for whatever reason, it is not Kyle A. Bear voicing him. It is Oliver Wyman, his voice from the Four Kids era. Which, to be clear, it's not a bad performance. It's just no. a little jarring. Like several years after we had a big cast change and had kind of gotten used to it, to where I, I just genuinely wonder if like some wires got crossed or and you know put in a call to a different agent. But who knows? It's <laughs> it's possible. We we only tease. Uh, we only tease in good fun. Like he he sounds pretty okay for for that era of big. Yeah, it's it's just a little. It just feels a little out of place. Um, I can't remember if I ever shared on the show is you know the thing I dislike most about like the four kids era is like the material they had to work with. Like yeah. when an actor is given decent writing to work with, hey, turns out they sound good. Decent writing and decent direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like this was not a game that would generally you know skimped on its voice acting. Like uh, there were a couple sound alikes, but like. They got back Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd for Marty and Doc. Gary Oldman's the main bad guy. Joel McHale's in there. Uh, like, there's a surprising amount of role reprisal. So I have to think that, you know, like you said, just some wires got crossed somewhere along the line. 
I'm just so happy that Peter Capaldi's in this game playing his his iteration of the Doctor because uh, <laughs> yep. having him interact with Roger Craig Smith, Sonic the Hedgehog, kind of almost um, <laughs> is uh, pretty cool. Hey, you're the Doctor, right? I heard you named a screwdriver after me. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the Sonic the Sonic level pack came out November 2016, and like I said, it's gave us an original level called Sonic Dimensions, which I remember being a little surprising to me at the time because I remember at that time, that was a rumored game name that was going around for like a new Sonic game that was coming out in 2015, like right after, this was right after Lost World and Boom. And people were saying this was going to be the new thing. This was going to be announced at E3. And that obviously never happened. So I like it definitely like caught me a little bit by surprise at that time. But, you know, I suppose it just makes sense in the context of whatever. So it starts out It starts out really cleverly. Like they recreate the Sonic running past and creating the Sega logo from Sonic 2 and all the fonts and everything. It's, it's a really nice touch. But immediately off the bat, you notice something is a little off. So uh, it's time we talked about the music. Now, <laughs> the title screen music is the first indicator that like we're familiar with, like we just talked about Masato Nakamura before and the checks that have to be written for his music to be used. We're familiar with the Sonic theme maybe not making it to uh, modern titles, but yeah, it's got some, I wouldn't even say sound like, it's really hard to say what's going on with this music right off the bat. Some of it, like some, there are some tracks throughout this, uh, that rem- that seem reminiscent of the original uh, game music, and some of these that just seem like their own thing. Yeah, they're 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 definitely at least trying to kind of mimic the style of the original tracks, but just distinct enough that they are their own thing. Like you can hear some similar motifs, but it's if you you know put them side by side, there's definitely some obvious differences. And it's like I I get it the whole all the rights around the Genesis era Sonic music are complicated. Even, you know, not just Sonic 1 and 2, but obviously 3 and Knuckles is a whole thing. And I guess at that point they'd like, you know, sunk cost at having to recreate Sonic 3 1, Sonic 1, Sonic 2. At that point, like, well, like technically the Sonic and Knuckles ones are fine, but we've done all these other ones, I guess. So let's just go for a log and making it its own thing. Yeah, although there is a lot of Sonic Adventure music and even a little bit of Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic uh, 4 in there. I think the comment I remember coming to mind when we were watching Luke graciously stream this for us. Gosh, I think you're the one that actually bought me the Lego Dimensions and the Sonic pack for a a birthday or Christmas years ago. That sounds like a thing I would do. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I I know I still have it. I was like, well, no, I'm I'm not getting rid of that ever. I think it's just been in storage. But the thing about the music that popped up in my brain was like, yes, they're they're different. They sure did seem to get the sound right. Like they sound correct. Like whatever yeah. like modern since they are using like feel. I I don't think it's literally Genesis hardware, but it's not. It sure feels correct. <laughs> it's definitely like so much closer than 
uh, once again, sorry, June, but Sonic 4 and all the Sonic 4 accessories. Uh, <laughs> what? All of it just has never sounded right to, to my ear. But this sounds a lot... And you know what? The, the songs are good, too. Yeah. Like, for the most part, well, once you get past... I think the title screen theme is a little weird, because it, it has the merry-go-round breakdown part. There is At one point. But aside from that, these are pretty good songs, actually. Yeah, it feels like, it feels like a lot of really well-attentioned um, homages to just Sonic Genesis music throughout the years. And, uh, in, and going back to the fact that Luke streamed this for us to basically learn and watch <laughs> I, I i remarked that i was surprised that there was so much sonic adventure one music in it and it makes sense because of licensing and all that but just it's a great soundtrack to pull from and it was just cool that this toys to life game that has sonic in it has a bunch of sonic adventure one music so i like that <laughs> i definitely think some of the sound alikes you know don't quite land like Chemical Plants feels like the worst offender in my mind. It sounds like, you know, that one Kevin McLeod track, insert clip here. chip tuney vibe which pops up a bit too often that's the thing that kind of separates it from like mega drive genesis music is that kind of um what do we even call this like an an old-fashioned square sound font Um, yeah i i I don't have the vocabulary but yeah it's higher it's more uh uh-huh that one doesn't really you know land with me but i there are some that i absolutely will swear by like lava reef is definitely one of the highlights As is, you know, as I've mentioned before in our previous episode, Ice Cap Zone definitely lands. Like, I would be super happy if, you know, even just somebody made a mod to insert those you know in place of the sonic origins versions yeah sure why not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh the sonic dimensions level you know you go through green hill at first and you know it's it looks like green hill should like i'm pretty sure they that sega lent them a lot of like the assets they use to recreate green hill in generations like very similar looking textures and you know it's pretty basic level design there's you know loop-de-loops there's springs and everything but it is also you kind of immediately see that there's some cracks showing when they try to retrofit sonic style speed and 2d running into a into like an engine that was not really built for it yeah like when we were watching i i noticed that like especially like well there's some areas where there's like a couple little hiccups but especially in the open world like open hub area when you try to do a loop-de-loop that was a bit of a struggle <laughs> it reminds me of like what when sonic the, the minecraft did the sonic uh, pack uh, a lot of people had the same problems as like 
Man, they tried their best, but it is really hard to have Sonic in um, a system that's not meant for him. He needs that blast processing, apparently. Yes. Or brick processing, as the case may be. <laughs> so yeah, Sonic runs through Green Hill. Like They've got Lego versions of all the classic badniks, you know, the Moto Bugs, the Buzz Bombers the uh choppers like it's all they all look very cute and it's especially you know cute when you realize yeah like all of these are all these models are basically designed using real lego pieces so theoretically if you knew the pieces to get you could build every single one of these which is very cool you know sonic runs to the ends spins past the goalpost, and jumps into a ring where he gets transported to the half pipe special stage which is it's neat. Like they use this a lot during the level to basically use as the transition between zones. And I think it actually works surprisingly well. Like, especially since you don't have to worry about hitting the uh, ring targets or whatever in this version. You can just, any rings you get are basically bonuses to add to your total. But that's, I like it. I think that it's a good translation. And you know, this being a British studio, my uh, STC loving brain wanders like, Hmm, you know, they used to use the star posts and special stages to get around in STC. Makes you wonder if that's what they were going for here. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, as I do on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible. I can't discount the possibility. So Sonic gets the Chaos Emerald from the end of the special stage and comes out, only to find that Eggman has the other six and has captured all of his friends. Oh no. I, I love. There's a lot of really nice touches, like... Eggman appears, there's a big uh, you know, lightning flash behind him, and it's revealed it's just a projector showing the lightning flash. <laughs> like as he's, you know, taunting Sonic with his plan, he's doing the Sonic One Chaos Emerald juggle. It's it's very good. The dialogue here is very fun. And uh like it was very indicative of the Sonic dialogue at the time that we were getting in the game. So I know. There are a lot of fans out there who probably did not care for any of this. <laughs> but for me... <laughs> That's a shame, because I, the, the, the biggest takeaway from, from looking these up again is that it's, to me, came across as, like, the perfect balance. Like, I'm passingly familiar with the LEGO games, and I know they all kind of have kind of that, you know, just very, like, irreverent, like, referential humor. And I thought it fits... It's tongue-in-cheek, because it's LEGO. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaking LEGO. It needs to be that. I mean, I hate to say, I don't want to dog on anybody, but some people just need to experience media outside of Sonic the Hedgehog, and maybe you won't see yourself getting mad at a Lego game. So <laughs> I yeah. thought it was a perfect blend of like sarcasm and references without being too leany on the fourth wall or like mean or stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I never came away from this thinking like, oh, yeah, they got me for caring about something. Like, no, I thought it was it was quite charming. I mean, it might be entirely self-aggrandizing on my part, but it, the script really feels like something we would have written. <laughs> yeah, there were several jokes that were like, dang, that's like uh, that, is, that is in our Sonic F's drafts folder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Eggman has captured all of Sonic's friends, gotten most of the Chaos Emeralds, and has gotten his hands on one of the Keystone devices from the main game. And uh, while he's, you know, showing off and, you know, being all self-inflating for his ego, talking about how, you know, 25 years of 
back and forth with him and Sonic, even though I think at this point they still had canon ages. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Sonic just takes the opportunity to free most of his friends, except Amy, who just mysteriously disappears for some reason. And the, during all of this, they get distracted and the device ends up overloading, creating a bunch of portals that sucks everybody in and banishes them across the dimensions. So, Sonic decides, okay, I'm going after everybody. Tails, stay here and come up with a plan. I'll talk to you later. And he jumps through the portal and ends up in our second level, Emerald Coast Clash, where we immediately start off on the dock running from a whale. Yeah, of course. Are you? Because we can't stop talking about Sonic Adventure here. And it's true. <laughs> let's give it back to it. Because the Sonic fandom never lets it go. And uh, rightfully so. If you're going to have memorable moments from Sonic represented here. Might as well go back to Emerald Coast. You know, again, not to date our recording, but I can only imagine that Sonic Adventure played a part in influencing uh, those orcas out there that just keep destroying people's boats for seemingly no reason. (laughs) Power to them. (laughs) Yeah, I I like how, you know, Sonic is still very aware of the fact that, you know, this is all very familiar. Like the first thing he says when he you know, shows up is, Whoa, what's going on? I'm getting deja vu. Have I been here before? Then the orca shows up. Yep, now I remember. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where Sonic gets the first of the vehicle builds, which is the Sonic Speedster based on the Speedstar car from the All-Stars racing games. And again, like these, these figures are ones that, you have to literally build yourself. Like you, they don't come prepackaged or anything. So the first time you play that level, it will come up with instructions on screen that you page through on how to build the car. And it's it's just a really nice touch. Like part of the reason why I think that they kind of really had a good feel on like the stuff that would make people who are building these uh, who like have these physical things really develop more of an attachment to them. And the cool thing is that all of the vehicles in this game can be upgraded and actually have like alternate forms that they can be built into. And they have official instructions on how to reconstruct them into these other forms. So like the speeds, the speedster can be rebuilt into the blue typhoon, which is a little hovercraft thing and into a moto bug. <laughs> nice. Oh, cool. So Sonic gets the speedster and uses that to, pass a bunch of different obstacles that you wouldn't be able to otherwise, like little boost ramps and vehicle chargers where you got to drive over a treadmill to build up power, stuff like that. Uh, Emerald Coast, all of the enemies you expect are there. The There's some buzz bombers, yeah, but there's also like coconuts and some little some of the little rhino guys. Uh, Eggman's taunting you as you go, talking about, I'll get you, or my name isn't Dr. Ob- I mean, Dr. Eggman. Because, <laughs> you know, because you know, the sort of thing you hear from a British studio, or maybe even like uh, old fans, really. Yeah, the old curmudgeons like us. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of grind rails in this area, which I really like. Uh, but Sonic gets to the end and gets into a fight with an unnamed Eggman mech because he hasn't come up with a name for it yet. But ends up like it fires a bunch of missiles at him that destroy you know the surrounding cliffside he rebuilds it into a fan that blows the missiles back and hits eggman it's there's a lot of really good banter between sonic and eggman in this fight i like it a lot eggman opens up another portal we go through another special stage get another emerald and emerge in the sonic 2 death egg or the formidable foe fiasco 
stage, as uh, it's called in here, where Eggman is ready and waiting with three, count them, three different Sonic doppelganger robots ready to take Sonic on. We start off with, quote-unquote, Robo-Sonic, the Mechasonic version from Sonic 2, suitably chunky and kind of slow. It's very good. Sonic beats him by having him crash into Eggman's hovercraft repeatedly. (laughs) Like, it's... I, I like this a lot. It's cool seeing like them go for the deep cuts and bring back some of the older uh, Sonic bosses. Yeah, and uh, th- you know, might as well because I think that's like the first time I'd seen that guy in a in a long time. You know, the Mecha Sonic from Sonic Two or Silver Sonic, as many of us called him. Um, like this is long before he got his own figure and everything. Uh, it's nice. It's just it's just nice being reminded. Oh yeah, they. Well, I'd say they haven't forgotten. Sega might have, but these guys have not forgotten about <laughs> the old, the classics. It's cool. And then, you know, they immediately up the ante by bringing in Mecha Sonic from Sonic 3 and Knuckles. He, he doesn't turn super, but he does fire things out of his chest. He does all these little cool things that you remember from those boss battles. It's cool, like, going back and looking over these the boss fights and seeing all these different versions of a Metal Sonic <laughs> on here, especially the final one being Metal Sonic. And I, I look at this and I'm like, man, this these would actually be like really neat little figures to be able to either somehow build or just have on hand these Legoized versions of classic Sonic bosses. Boy, they sure would be. Yep. Only they did. Like outside outside the head sculpts, which I think are bespoke, I don't think there's anything that would stop you from making some of these. We might, we might see some of them down the line, but that's a su- subject we will get to a little bit later. Uh, so Sonic beats Mega Sonic as well. And Eggman, of course, pulls in Metal Sonic, apparently from another dimension where he defeated Sonic. Although you wouldn't know it based on how easily Sonic takes him down. <laughs> yeah. The idea of Metal Sonic actually beating Sonic could have to be in Metallics, wouldn't it? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what my brain goes to. It had to be some sort of weird dimension where... Sonic from the Sonic Bible was still a brown hedgehog, but <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect though. <laughs> yeah. He went to a dimension to beat Sonic before he turned in. Well, he was actually an actual normal hedgehog, man. Yeah, normal Sonic's like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I just wanted to get something from behind McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I was just training for the Olympics, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, naturally, Sonic takes him down too. There's some fun bits where more portals open throws out a bunch of stuff, including a Sega Genesis. Sonic chases after Eggman, but something else pops out of a portal that will become relevant near the end of uh, our little escapade. But once again, into another special stage, get another Chaos Emerald, and we emerge in Metropolis Zone Mayhem, which is, I, I think, might be the longest of the segments in this particular level, because it's like vertically scaling you know, Metropolis from Sonic 2, but it's a much more, I feel like it's a much more slower pace and a little bit larger area than a lot of the other zones, including this level. And if that isn't a true representation of the Metropolis zone from Sonic 2, I don't know what is, because that sh- that level certainly did lag in the original. <laughs> and yeah, I do remember when you were playing this, you were streaming this for us, You did. it did seem like you were spending a long time in this area. I mean, and 
I don't know, it was it seemed fine, but it went on for a while, and I think there was points where you had to like because one of the things about Lego Dimensions is that you all, you still have access to other characters, like from other franchises, to help you get yeah. across certain obstacles. And I'm pretty sure you had to bring in a few characters just to get through some of those. Yeah, like you can get through everything in the Sonic level pack with just Sonic and the vehicles included, aside from, you know, every level is going to have certain collectibles that you can only get if you have another character with a specific ability because they want you to spend money, of course. Right. But no, you were, you were yanking out like Gandalf the Grey and, <laughs> and yeah. even from Teen Titans to get through some of these sections. I, I, did, I didn't have much patience. I wanted to get through the level as fast as possible so mm-hmm. I can show you guys everything. But like... This is also where uh, we get our second vehicle. Uh, Tails calls in over the uh, one of the terminals in there, but there's also some E-series robots that show up to block Sonic's way. So he has to, quote-unquote, hack into them to get them out of the way. And by hack, I mean dropping an Eggman item box onto one of their heads and making them angry and shoot each other. You know, <laughs> that might have been my favorite bit. I completely forgot about that, and they're really funny. They have a little tete a tete back and forth. Ow! Hey, why did you just do that? I did nothing. Stop lying. You totally did. You were the one lying. Stupid. Ouch. Hey, that one hurt. <laughs> I win. Oh, wait. Very good. Doing those little Sonic X style robot voices as well, which I thought was nice. <laughs> yes, fit 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 this game much much better than the show itself. <laughs> yeah, but once they're out of the way, uh, Tail sends over the instructions on how to build the tornado, the other included vehicle. Obligatory, but it's a welcome inclusion, and you can rebuild that if you upgrade it into a crab meat and the egg catcher boss from Casino Night Zone. You know, that's my the main reason I'm I'm glad I I kept that because I I want to dig that out and add it to my my other official Sonic Legos. One of the little touches I really like is that normally in uh, the tornado, most of the characters would just sit in the pilot seat and pilot it. But if it's Sonic standing on it, then he or Sonic uses it, then he will stand on the wing and Tails will pilot it just like you would want him to. It's a great touch, and everything was right with the world. <laughs> and it's like it's got all the you know appropriate music cues as well like the first time you get on the plane uh the sonic adventure one version of believe in myself starts playing it's it's great they get into a dog fight with eggman it's really kind of drawn out because you have to do it in phases and he keeps pulling up a shield that you have to like find shield generators around and disable so you can do the next part which is part of the reason why this level goes on so long once you get through that, another special stage, another Chaos Emerald, and you will emerge in Marble Zone, Marble Zone Meltdown. This is where, like, I feel like the writers had a lot of personal beefs to get out of the way. <laughs> like, they are, they are, re- like, they bring in Omo Chow to do the typical tutorial thing. And it's great because it's, you know, Laura Bailey doing the voice just like in uh, Generations. And it is... But, like, it's a lot of jokes about Omo Chow saying fairly obvious things, like... Pushing boxes makes them move! Or stuff Fire like that. Fire is hot, you know? That's yeah. sort of Fire thing. is hot! Be careful! This is a character assassination of Omo Chow. <laughs> You're not wrong! 
the whole time, Sonic is just getting increasingly aggravated. Like, thanks. And here I was thinking I'd just stroll through that lava. Please stop. <laughs> yes, the power gloves are yellow, Elmo Chow. They're yellow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for just us. <laughs> and uh, if you look closely, one of the portals does drop the Tails doll out. So they know. Hey, a Ghostbuster. I saw this creepy doll that kind of looks like my friend Tails. Think you could take a look? Yeah. I know, it looks so cute, too. <laughs> so Sonic gets through most of Marble Zone, all the while Omo Chow talking his ear off, and finally faces off against Eggman again, this time with a big, like, laser, like spinning Eggmobile that's firing lasers in every direction. Takes it down real quick, and then immediately another special stage, another Chaos Emerald, and we emerge in... Actually, we emerge in, like, the area between dimensions where Sonic reunites with all his friends. There's a great bit of Shadow emerges holding a gun and Knuckles is just like, <laughs> what are you doing with that? And throws it away. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, the writers clearly having their biases. I know. I love that it's just a generic Lego gun as well. Yeah. <laughs> and Sonic's like, I still need to find this last Chaos Emerald. And Big's like, I saw it. There were lots of walls and saws and water. And cue my favorite joke in the whole pack where it's just rapid zoom in on Sonic's shrinking pupils as his vision is suddenly clouded with like water and the walls of the labyrinth and the drowning theme is playing in the background. It's it's great. I love it. I totally stole it for an episode of Sonic F. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in that in that bit they it even has yeah, I think you even said it the uh like the 16-bit like walls and sprites and everything i mean they've been recreated for the game but like all that comes up so now that i think about it that's just adding more credence to the to the somehow somewhat relative history of uh sonic's memory flashbacks are all in 16-bit <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> i mean i mean that's i think that's kind of how sonic sees the world like you know when you leave him alone he does the foot tap thing reclines and eventually just completely falls asleep and his little like thought bubble dream will show him running like in his 16-bit sprite so i guess that that sonic just sees the world in you know genesis graphics i mean a lot of this like a lot of people just can't shake the memory of the old days (laughs) yeah i mean hence this podcast (laughs) yeah So Sonic takes another portal to the Labyrinth Zone, which is more of a blend of like Sonic 1 Labyrinth and Lost Labyrinth from Sonic 4 Episode 1. Even down to having the Lost Labyrinth music playing in the background, so... Yeah. And it's fine. I don't don't know whether I would, you know, prefer that or like if they had done another recreation track. I mean, like, if we're going to lay all our cards in the table, that might be the least offensive Sonic 4 Episode 1 track, so... (laughs) Yeah, like that or Mad Gear Act 1, maybe. Those are the only ones I can think of. Like, yes, but also anything that reminds me of Sonic 4 is... Actually, you know what? They were going to... They meant this place to be terrifying. You know what? They might as well reference (laughs) it. The Labyrinth Zone is basically, I, I feel like it's almost a little bit easier than the actual Labyrinth Zone, partly because it's shorter, but also because I feel like you don't spend as much time underwater as in normal Labyrinth Zone. It's a lot easier to get air bubbles, stuff like that. And at one point, there is a secret area you can access with another character where you get transported to Breakfast Kingdom from Adventure Time and have to save Big the Cat from drowning in a big cup of coffee. Because <laughs> why not? 
Sonic finally emerges from the labyrinth, heads back between dimensions to meet up with his friends, where Tails reveals Eggman's rebuilt the Death Egg again. Leaving his friends behind, he and Tails take off to uh, do a big old siege on the Death Egg, land in the hangar, where Eggman is waiting with, surprise, surprise, the Death Egg robot. Whoa! And I think we, I think it came up on our Death Egg episode that I think it literally is the model of the Death Egg from Generations. <laughs> the Death Egg is definitely the Generations model, but the Death Egg robot is fully reconstructed using Lego bricks. And it's a different, like, it's a different configuration of bricks from something we're going to talk about later. So that's cool. And, like, they even kind of lean into the fact that it's been done before. Like, Eggman even says, Oh, Eggman, you genius! Who would have expected a Death Egg robot? Well, anybody? It's like the fourth time you've used it. Wait, really? <laughs> How did the others go? Not well. Oh. Well, this time it will not fail! Computer, full power! Like, they, they know. And yes, it was the fourth time he'd used it, because uh, Sonic 2, Sonic 4 Episode 1, and Sonic Generations had all come out right before that. So, you know, they're doing their homework. If you really want to get into it, technically there was a giant robot in Sonic and Knuckles as well, but I guess it's not the same thing. <laughs> a different model. Yeah. <laughs> I know we mentioned it earlier, but I, I've played a couple of the Lego games, uh, not all the way to completion, but just like bits and pieces here and there. And I, I genuinely enjoyed just the humor throughout all of them. Like, as we were saying, that sort of irreverent, like tongue in cheek style of humor. And it's never like mean or anything. It's just, it's very like lighthearted and silly and goofy. And it fits even more in this sonic like entire level pack and i just <laughs> it's just a lot of fun to experience through this way yeah like the humor is pretty spot on the whole time which is true mostly of like the whole game like i think there's a scene in the mission impossible lego pack where uh what's his name is you know sitting like hacking on the elevator and then it starts moving and you know he's about to get crushed and then in the lego version they cut away and show like a like red splattering on someone's uh jacket but it turns out that they just squeezed ketchup too hard on their hot dog (laughs) (laughs) you know just little things like that poor lego emilio estevez (laughs) (laughs) but yeah sonic takes down the uh lego death egg robot in pretty short order they're doing the thing where it's pretty similar to the way you fight him in generations where he'll shoot out the hands you got to jump on them to knock them back temporarily stunning him and that brings down his shield long enough for you to attack but you know after delivering the last hit uh eggman immediately retreats not because he's losing the sonic but because he sees the giant chaos zero who was teased after that metal sonic fight has emerged and has gotten the keystone device stuck inside him, so now he's got elemental powers, which is a th- cool thing that I wish they would do with real chaos. Yes. Like, th- this is all very cool. Like, uh, we didn't mention it, but chaos himself is not actually made out of bricks. He seems to be, like, initially made out of water, but with little bricks, flo- like, watercolored <laughs> bricks floating around inside him to ostensibly make him a Lego chaos, which I like. Yeah. But yeah, the, the switching between elements is, like, why haven't they done that in the main games before? That's really cool. Yeah, I think I think that would be a cool thing to, you know, we're seeing, you know, in Superstars, uh, they're giving the Chaos Emeralds unique powers. So maybe we'll see that more going forwards and give, give Chaos a little extra oomph in case they bring him back. A little something, something. I like that even uh, 
uh, Chaos's brain is just like a big Lego piece. <laughs> yeah. And Sonic, and you know, Sonic, he's doing his best to fight him off, you know, doing different tricks to try and counter Chaos's elemental powers, but he's honestly not doing much damage as things start off. Uh, and Eggman is like, Sorry, that's the only thing that can power my defenses. You're just going to have to do without it. I'm sure you'll find a way. Then afterwards, when you're tired, I can finally defeat you and take all of the Chaos Emeralds back. Oh, crap. Did I leave the microphone on? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the boss fight goes on for a while until uh, Tails detects something moving around inside the Death Egg. And surprise, Amy has been doing her own thing the whole time, knocks out Eggman, grabs the Emerald and throws it to Sonic. And immediately, you know obligatory transformation of the supersonic chaos i'm taking you down like it's 1999 and then the fight is pretty much over at that point sonic just immediately starts ripping into chaos super fast and unfortunately you know after taking down chaos uh it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger with amy you know waving in congratulations to Sonic until the Death Egg kind of tips over and ends up falling out. Sonic uses the Keystone device to create a portal to catch her, and Eggman retreats to his own, and he's like, It's not over, my prickly pal! Tails, I couldn't have done it without you. And it just sort of ends there, because there was actually going to be, as part of, I believe, the third year of content, there was going to be another story mode added that would have taken that and a bunch of other kind of hanging threads from some of the other packs. Like the portal pack ends with Wheatley and Shell finding Black Mesa stuff and then going through a portal. Uh, the Midway Arcade pack ends with Guy turning into another form of Lord Vortec, the Gary Oldman villain. Stuff like that would have all like come together in this final story. But because they had to cancel this entire third year, it just ended up never happening, unfortunately. Man. Which is too bad. It was especially weird how Shadow came in and just punched Sonic in the face and then it ended. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, by the time this episode comes out, uh, we'll actually find out the conclusion to that. uh... (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, we'll see. They could just spend eight episodes doing absolutely nothing. But yeah, that is where the Sonic Dimensions level ends. But it is not the end of the Sonic Lego pack, as we every pack comes with... Every character has access to a big themed open world area based on their franchise and sonic is no exception there is a big sonic the hedgehog world that is made up of little bits and pieces of different genesis era zones so like there's green hill there's chemical plant there's aquatic ruin there's metropolis there's carnival night there's ice cap there's sandopolis there's lava reef there's the death egg there's the emerald altar from angel island and there's a little bit of hidden palace even It's cool seeing all of these different Sonic environments brought together into this cohesive little mini world. They've also built built it as like this big open space that is perfect for Sonic to just run around in, go off loops, launch off ramps, uh, hit boosters to accelerate up tracks, stuff like that. It's just very cool. It's kind of stuff I would have liked as a kid, you know, <laughs> sort of like a, a little Sonic world that you can run around in, but also adds the things from the games, you know, that's, I mean, these are Sonic fans <laughs> They're doing what we want from it. 
Yeah, I think I think it was Jake who compared it to like a souped-up version of Sonic World from Sonic Jam. Yep. Yeah. And if I can make another comparison, it seems that Traveler's Tales was really reaching out to new frontiers when they made this hub world. <laughs> <laughs> it was six years earlier. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, it's just, it's cool. It's cool seeing all these different uh, spots brought together. There's a lot of stuff you can do as well. Like every open world area has like these little uh, building sites that you can rebuild things using the different studs you've collected. So like you can rebuild Tails Workshop. Uh, there's a little Eggman like kitty ride thing you can ride in to get a gold brick. That's just like every time you do a quick time event, it uh, says like. It's Mike Pollock voicing one of the most memed Eggman lines. So, like, there's a... <laughs> you know what they say, the more the merrier. It's no use. Give up. It's very good. Uh, there's a little mini game you can rebuild where you, like, are underwater in aquatic ruin and can build big and froggy turrets to shoot at passing choppers. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a jukebox, like, in every open world where you can listen to world for, like music from any of the different franchises so if you want to run around green hill listening to you know still alive or the ghostbusters theme that is totally your prerogative <laughs> <laughs> this is full of reference like th- it's one thing to have sonic references that everyone knows but this is sonic nerd <laughs> like throughout all of this like especially the character dialogue here if you get to the little missions oh, yeah, yeah the care the character dialogue in particular like you know, there's all six of the uh, characters from the main campaign also show up as quest givers around the open world. They each have their own individual quests. So, like, for Tails' quest, first you have to rebuild his workshop that he somehow managed to trap himself in. Uh, I didn't get to show you guys but when, because it was already built. But when you rebuild it, you did you do get a little clip of Omo Chow singing uh, Believe in Myself very badly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fly high so I can reach the highest Wait, can you hear someone yelling? Yeah, once you rebuild Tails' workshop, uh, he's like, I detected these weird readings going around. I need your help investigating them. And it turns out to be three different robot generators from Sonic CD that need to be (laughs) hacked and destroyed. And every time you destroy them, it leaves a little flower in its place, like you would expect. Everybody's making little references and dialogue to past games and stuff. Uh, Knuckles... He wants to beat up a bunch of egg pawns that are trying to steal the Master Emerald. The whole time he's referencing like lyrics from uh, his different uh, raps in Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> it's great. Travis Willingham obviously listened to all of these because he's got like, the cadence down and everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they played him the clips ahead of time. Yeah. Here I come, rougher than the rest of them, the best of them, tougher than leather. Because it's, like, it's spot on. Like My favorite is, give up the Emerald or die. I don't love you. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. I don't know what came over me there. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's is, uh, you get kidnapped by a doppelganger you true love one time and nobody takes you seriously anymore. She's listing off all these other things she's done, you know. It's like they forgot the time I helped that birdie find its family. Or the time I broke Sonic out of prison. Oh, and let's not forget the time I infiltrated the egg fleet to save Chocolate and Froggy. I mean, what's a girl got to do to be taken seriously around here? And so she's like, I'm going to prove myself once again. You're going to help me f- rescue a bunch of animals from these robots. Like, it's it's a very Boom Amy kind of characterization where she's, you know, 
definitely the go-getter of the team trying to maybe a little bit more gung-ho a little bit more like i can do everything the boys can do stop trying to leave me out of stuff yeah it's pretty cool and 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 that sort of like acknowledges like her history of being kind of left but it's like that boom amy sort of yeah go-getter but with that sort of like the baggage (laughs) of amy's history in sonic I know it. Re- it it really feels like it's taken Sega themselves this long with with Amy being added to the Origins collection and being fully playable in Superstars to where they're finally like, we're sorry, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, women. We're finally drinking our respect, women juice. <laughs> Speaking of women, um, this is the, well, kind of. Uh, this is the, the first time in a long time we hear Shadow actually reference Maria as in this Lego's dimension. Game. Yeah, oh, <laughs> wow. yeah, it sure is. <laughs> yes, I've saved the world a few times. Yes, I'm the ultimate life form, but that's not enough. The only true way to inspire people to live their dreams is through the medium of flower arrangement. (laughs) This sort of, like, ironic humour used for Shadow is the kind of thing that... This, like... Did this predate his, like, Twitter takeover persona that we often listen to? Because it it reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah, I don't think they brought in Shadow until the... Either the Forces takeover or... Well, this would have been the year before Forces, so this would have been maybe at around the same time. Well, either way, it's uh, Kirk Thornton playing him, so you get that vibe. Anyway. Yeah, but this that's that's kind of where I prefer like Kirk Thornton's shadow uh, is like doing those kind of things. Yes, I think we've said that before. Is that my favorite shadow of his? Which I know is contentious. We've been over that. I love Kirk Thornton as an actor, but yeah, the the kind of more laid back but silly like Twitter takeover shadow is just what hits the best for me. Um, also, God, I cannot get the image of a <laughs> Maria Robotnik being accosted by gun soldiers and then just exploding into Lego bricks like in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Great, now I've got that image too, and it will be re- with me for the rest of my days. Yeah, the, I think the part that mo- works most about the Shadow Quest is that, you know, he treats it, you know, as absolutely seriously as you expect Shadow the Hedgehog to treat anything. You know, he's talking about... It all starts with this. An arrangement containing the ultimate flowers. I think even I'm starting to feel more hopeful. These flowers have provided the ultimate inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> even do, even doing, you know, the quotes when you place the flowers correctly, you know. Hmm. Perfect. Ultimate victory. Just really <laughs> leaning into it. And then, uh, meanwhile, Eggman has his own master plan where... He's like, I heard that uh, Sonic, I mean, uh, orphans really love chili dogs. So what I need you to do is find all the chili dogs in the world and bring them to me. I'd do it myself, but I just don't want to uh, oh, uh, steal all your glory. That is a Sonic F arsehole take. Yes. Yes. That's the sort of thing you would write. <laughs> oh, man. Like, this this might be some of the best dialogue, Eggman dialogue in the game as well, because the whole time Eggman has, you know, secretly implanted you with a, ro- with a radio to keep tabs on your progress, you know, ignoring the, completely ignoring any ethical implications there. But also, every time you grab a chili dog, he's, you know, making bad jokes or talking about stuff he's seeing on the internet, being completely distracted. 
being mad that Orbot unfriended him on egg books and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that at one point he just says Yosh. Yeah, yeah he sure <laughs> does. Yeah. I remember us perking up and going like, dang, that is a deep, deep cut. <laughs> Acknowledging that weird translation quibble. I love that the uh, quest, you know, ends with him saying, ha, I fooled you. And I'm going to use these to trap Sonic. Here's a re- here's a reward for helping me. But know that, you know, you are aided in Sonic the Hedgehog's downfall. And then, you know, you walk away a little bit. Mm. I hope nobody thinks to just make more chili dogs. This plan is pretty <laughs> much a bust. <laughs> <laughs> and then it does end, of course, with uh, Big the Cat's quest. Which is called, and I'm not joking, Big's Big Fishing Adventure 4. Yeah. (laughs) That might be the deepest deep cut in this entire game. Yes. (laughs) You have to be on like six different levels of Sonic fandom to understand where that came from. Especially not in the year 2023. (laughs) Stay tuned for our next episode where we go into the Big's Big Fishing Adventure iceberg. When, when there is more to report on on the big big fishing adventure front, if it ever happens, you'll we'll be the first to you know let you know. Yeah, like it's it's a lot of you know big just being like, oh, I miss my polywog pal. You have to jump around like three or four different places trying to find Froggy, but it, it's it's cute. Like it ends with big just chilling out in Carnival Night Zone with Froggy. Oh, Froggy. It's a windy and sunny day. Perfect for lazy days living in paradise with you. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's very cute. But also there is a occasional Easter egg line where Big's phone vibrates and you see he's got a call from Sanic. Who's that? <laughs> don't answer it. <laughs> don't trust no, that don't number. Don't encourage him. <laughs> He's already got too much of a presence in the Phantom. You don't need to. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, 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 modded, I modded those shirts in Sonic Forces to say other things. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you. But like we said, it is a little weird having that voice coming out of him. Because I guess we're so used to Kyle A. Bears big at this point. I mean, the, more, the softer, sort of like quiet, a bit the softer, quieter, big instead of instead of the big, it's a bit more like this, you know. <laughs> instead uh, of the instead of the more kind of zen big, you know, bro. <laughs> yes, like like we, I remember on our frontiers, we talked about like even by the time like we got to Team Sonic Racing, it was like okay, we we have Big has evolved into like a much easier to listen to character, um, and I I I think Kyle's performance is part of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess to to be fair, were you about to bring up the Sonic Colors DS? Yeah, like the thing is, like at this point in 2016, Kyle had only done the voice for Colors DS. Oh, hey, amazing. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> like the only other time Big spoke was in like his little cameo in All Stars Racing Transformed, and for that they just reused some of his All Stars Racing lines. And so it's like, you know, we say we were used to Kyle A. Bear Big, but he'd only really done it once so well at the time it wasn't that weird i mean like right now post the big big big's big renaissance in sonic media of yeah. sorts <laughs> yeah like post team sonic racing and sonic force or sonic frontiers yeah there's more big now but like back then it really just was the one time six years prior 
something. Maybe that's why they thought they could just bring in another guy. Yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I guess I can understand why those wires might have gotten crossed. But yeah, there's there's a lot of like really funny little dialogue bits. Like Sonic has unique interactions with a bunch of other characters when he's like in the same area as them. Like if you have another Sonic figure, he'll do the whole found you faker thing from Sonic Adventure <laughs> Two. I'll make you eat those words. Hey, that's my line. Stuff like that. That's great. Uh, he's got like five or six unique lines when uh, entering and exiting the area. Like gotta go fast. Oh, yeah, this is happening. That, that sounded better in my head. Uh, he's got an... I'm out of here. When he's just hanging around the Sonic world, he'll say... Man, I can really feel the sunshine. It's brightening up my day. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of my favorites are when he is in the same area as Lumpy Space Princess from Adventure Time. He'll be like... Huh, Lumpy Space Princess, huh? Last time I met a princess, I... We... You know, I, I don't quite remember. Never mind. <laughs> 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 and then... Of course, I'm glad that somebody actually decided to canonize this. When he's in the same area as Bart Simpson, he immediately yeah. goes for... Hey, Bart, remember, if you see a gold brick lying around, just take it. Take it, take it, take it, take it! Take it! <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful callback to Sonic in Marge Be Not Proud. God, the deep cuts, man, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's a couple. There's a couple of fun interactions uh, when Sonic gets into another character's vehicle, or when somebody else gets in his as well. Like uh, when he gets into Kit from Knight Rider. Hello, Sonic. Did you hear that your friend Shadow tried to buy me? I suppose I must be his type of vehicle. Uh, <laughs> when ET gets into Sonic's car. Got to go fast. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot of really fun little uh, things here and there. Like, it's clear that a lot of love went into every aspect of this. And I, I'm glad that, you know, they really treat it with a lot of respect and clearly a lot of affection. You know, maybe even more so than many of the other IPs in LEGO Dimensions, which, you know, not for nothing, there's a lot of really good representation for some of the other IPs too. Like the Doctor Who pack lets you literally turn into any version of the Doctor with all of their TARDISes included. Uh, oh, wow. The Back to the Future world lets you teleport between 1985, 1885, and 2015. Nice. Uh, like the Ghostbusters pack lets you play as any of the four Ghostbusters. Stuff like that. Just... A lot of really, really welcome touches from people who clearly care about all of these franchises and just really digging deep on them. Maybe it's my own personal bias shining in, but I feel like Sonic might have been the franchise that got the most love out of all of them. Well, it's because you get all the references. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Not, not a single one Very goes true. over your head in this one. I do have to mention that, you know, the Omo Chow humor does continue into the adventure world. There's like an Omo Chow for every single area in the game, and they're all, all the dialogue is pretty funny. Welcome to the chemical plant zone. The water here is safe to drink and has no negative impact on brain activity. I'm on my crowbar watermelon Friday already! <laughs> <laughs> so we, we were talking about Big earlier, and I know this is kind of unrelated to Lego Dimensions, but I just had the thought of you know, Big has been having his renaissance. Amy is kind of having a, a new, like, respectable renaissance of herself. I wonder if we're having kind of like a Sonic Heroes, Team Rose renaissance, and maybe Cream is going to have her own renaissance, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I don't point. I don't think Cream is ever going to make her way out of the sea list again, unfortunately. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of sour cream fans. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Sorry, what are you saying, Jake? <laughs> I, I was just going to joke that we're not going to have like a deep uh, character study moment in a game of Cream saying, you know, I'm only like six and I've my life has been threatened so many times. <laughs> well, I mean, the closest we've gotten to that is like IDW Cream. Yeah, I was gonna say, that seems, going to say that, like that seems like a thing that Ian would do at some point. Although, you know, apparently like it's it's all technically in a canon line now. So, nah. yeah, well, the, yeah, so. She's still processing that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's just gonna have like she's gonna be like really like if she appears in the next game, she's gonna be like really cheerful. But there's gonna be one moment she's just staring off into space and like, "Cream, are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and, like, and they never acknowledge it again. But <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> so there is a little bit of other Sonic stuff in there. Like every year two pack. Will also unlock a multiplayer bonus arena, so Sonic gets one based on Carnival Night Zone. It's it's fine. Like I never played. I honestly never played the uh, multiplayer arena stuff much back in the day. I think I remember you streaming that for us though, and I thought the level design looked pretty neat. But yeah, even before the Sonic uh, pack came out, we got a little bit of Sonic unexpectedly in the Ghostbusters 2016 story pack. Like there's a level where they're fighting a bunch of haunted parade balloons, like in the movie, and there's a there's a boss fight against a haunted ice king from Adventure Time balloon, a haunted Stay Puft Marshmallow Man balloon, and a big haunted Eggman balloon, oh. which was our first look at the Sonic representation in game. It was naturally defeated, you know, fittingly enough, by inflating a haunted Sonic balloon that just attacked him. Yeah, because as we know, those sonic balloons do damage. Watch out, cops. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you mentioned giant balloons, I thought there was gonna be a reference to the sonic balloon popping. <laughs> no, he's he's the one doing the popping now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh that would be the last time we'd see any Lego Sonic stuff for a while until just a couple of years ago, when uh, someone I actually know, Viv Grinnell, aka Toaster Girl, submitted a Sonic proposal to the Lego Ideas uh, crowdsourcing uh, platform. Basically, what Lego Ideas is, is people can submit suggestions for future Lego sets and themes. Basically, they have a tool to let you build a, give you basically a virtual bricks to construct a set and figures and all that stuff. You can only use pre-made Lego pieces, no bespoke stuff. So now that there was a Sonic piece from Lego Dimensions to use Mm. to build the figure, uh, that allowed her to basically come up with a set that was originally going to be based on Sonic Mania using Green Hill Zone, some of the hard-boiled heavies, a couple enemies, stuff like that. And she submitted to this platform, and the way it works is that Lego has to, you know, look at the availability of the license, uh, how costly it would be to produce. Uh, They'll have a voting portion where people can, you know, vote on whether they want to see this turn into a real set. And lo and behold, in early 2021, it actually, you know, passed certification and was slated to go into production and end up fully coming out admittedly just as a generic Sonic set minus the Mania branding in January of 2022. And it's really friggin' cool. 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the Mania stuff was pretty elaborate and really freaking cool on its own. Yeah. Uh, I would love the stuff that, that she put in there. But yeah, the, what, what we actually got is a very cool set. Like every time I, you know, look at that set, I'm like, oh, this is so good. I would love if uh, they would do more of these with more zones and stuff like that, which uh, apparently that set must have sold real, real well, because literally just a few months ago, we got the announcement that we're actually getting four new like Lego Sonic sets as part of an official theme that will literally have just come out like a month ago as of the time you're listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I am so freaking excited. Oh, that Tales Workshop is so adorable. It like, really is. If I was if I was limited to one, that would be the one in a heartbeat. It looks so good. <laughs> and it's interesting that like the models for the characters are actually pretty they're not exactly the same, but they are pretty close to the way they looked in dimensions. So, you know, that might have been another case of them kind of reusing what they had made for the game and then tweaking it a little bit for the physical space. So the the Dimensions legacy uh, lives on in that way. A little bit. We, we may not have got the actual proper ending, but um, well, we got I got what we got what we really wanted, which was like little Sonic figures to play around with. Yeah, <laughs> like I I assumed that was never going to happen. That w this would just be you know a one off thing for Dimensions, which is part of the reason why I was like. You know, even if nobody like my friends aren't going to play the game, I still want to buy that pack for people I know because it's like this is just a really fun thing to have, you know, as a little tchotchke on the shelf or whatever. Like that's the re like I had done a similar thing with the portal pack even before I had gotten the game just because like I wanted that to sit on my desk or whatever. Just this little Lego shell and companion cube and turret. But now you know, not only did we get one set, we're getting multiple sets, which hopefully will continue on even longer, and I am all for it. Hey, Cyberlink chiming in here for a minute. Uh, since we recorded this episode, there's been a lot of movement on the LEGO Sonic front. As it turns out, not only did we just recently get LEGO Sonic characters added to the Sonic Dash and Sonic Forces mobile games, but we'll also be getting LEGO character skins as DLC in Sonic Superstars in just a couple weeks. Uh, it looks like the special edition will come with skins for Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, plus some LEGO-themed battle mode stages, and a skin for LEGO Eggman is being offered as a pre-order bonus, but a LEGO Sonic skin will be free DLC for everybody, so keep an eye out for those. You know, just, it's the thing, isn't it? Like, we're all old now, and we're seeing lots of the stuff that we wanted when we were kids getting released, uh... <laughs> But I'm glad for it. I'm glad. I'm glad we've got we've got something to give this generation, other than a broken down planet and uh, everything else that comes with it. <laughs> Just let me have this. We need to invest in a sad version of the, <laughs> the radical left highway stinger now. <laughs> the sadical left highway. Sadical highway. <laughs> but yeah, that about covers the sonic lego the sonic legacy as it were uh -huh. and, you know starting with dimensions and now to official lego sets it's been a long and interesting journey but i'm glad that it's one that we have reached this point on which you know it begs the question well, A, do we think that the LEGO Sonic line is going to have long legs past this initial set of four the same way that other game-based LEGO sets like LEGO Minecraft and LEGO Mario have? Probably not. They've got right, really little stubby legs. So uh, yeah. 
But those legs can move fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, I do. It it sure does seem with like the current line of Sonic toys that they found the uh, they found the proper balance between like I, I think kids like these toys, man. Like kids like going to the grocery store with you know whatever and seeing like the new Sonic thing. So it's it's kind of hard for me not to think that they you know especially Lego. Like Lego is so universal and so like. Man, just like a genius level, like balance between just being fun and like investing in licenses. And I, I'm pretty optimistic that we would see more after this. Definitely. Well, as long as people are crazy about Sonic, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I'm skeptical about that. Yeah. Who is Sonic? <laughs> uh, I think, okay. So me personally, I think that you, we've already mentioned that the first Lego set sold really well since we're getting these new sets and i think if these also sell well and honestly if people if you luke spearhead the charge on twitter <laughs> and <laughs> and like tweet out to lego and to traveler's tale saying hey we want the full version of the sonic lego game <laughs> that <laughs> maybe just maybe we'll get the entire story that we deserve for a lego sonic <laughs> i mean that's the other question is would you want another take on, you know, a Lego Sonic game? And, you know, if so, should it be, you know, the traditional Lego uh, game format, like Dimensions, like all the other Lego games? Or do you think it would be better off if they tried something completely different from the usual format? Like, would it even be, you know, TT Games working on it? Oh, good question. Because, like, they, they, are, they are no longer the exclusive makers of... Uh, lego games anymore like there's that lego brawls game the builder's journey game stuff like that like it is no longer solely their domain well i like what they did with it with sonic because they care about sonic so i wouldn't mind if they picked (laughs) him up again to be honest with you i mean traveler's tales really does have a time-tested legacy of doing great work for both sonic and for lego and i honestly i think if anybody were to make a full-fledged game out of it they'd be like they should be the first ones in line to do so. And hopefully, especially with, you know, kind of a Sonic Renaissance that's been happening in the past, I'd say 10 years to be generous. I think they could probably get a little extra funding to make it a little bit extra fancier. Maybe finally get the, uh, the loop to loops to work, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the important part. Yeah. I may be a little more on the skeptical side, just because like, maybe it's because I was the only one who actually was able to play the game, but you know, some of the, like it's, really feels jank trying to control Sonic in some of those stages. And there's a, like, even to this day, those Lego games have a lot of like little bugs and other jank just because they are trying, they have to get them out so quickly. And, you know, they're all, they all do kind of blend together. So I think that I, I might want maybe somebody else to give it a try just to do something different with it, do take a different approach with it than just the traditional Lego, like the tra- the Traveler's Tales uh, cut and paste method of the open environments, standard levels, break, break stuff, rebuild stuff, do some yeah. basic ability puzzles, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, maybe, maybe with the current Sega focus on keeping most of the Sonic um, canon, if you will, uh, aligned, wouldn't it be interesting if it was like Sonic gets transported to the Lego world? He, instead of instead of him like sending someone straight to Minecraft, he gets sent straight to Lego. So it actually counts as part of Sonic's continuity. Uh, but now we're in Lego. 
Well, that's my way of sort of like self-awareness, I guess. But yeah, that time Sonic went to Legoland, <laughs> yeah, not the not the real one. Um, but that's that's Lego. It certainly is Sonic. And it, I'm I'm not gonna lie, it was fun to revisit something that I was deep into a few years back and kind of look at it from fresh eyes and be like, no, there's still a lot of really cool stuff in this. Yep. It, it was uh, very much nice to relive that. And I might still have to dig mine out just to, just to play it myself. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's also a nice personal memory. Cause the, like, you got it for me and you're my friend. And it was a cool <laughs> prison. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I I never got to play it. I never had any of these things. I just got to watch it from the sidelines and not have to pay for anything. So I'm pretty content. Yeah, no, you, I think you end up, ended up winning in the end. Same here. <laughs> Although I would like to play that Lego Dimension Sonic Pack now. After watching you play it, I'm like, that looks actually fun. I want to do that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really hope that someday somebody figures out a way to, you know get that running through fair means or foul for a wider audience. Well, I hope someone assembles that uh, Lego joke. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's time to put all the toys away. I think there we go. Um, So uh, how do, how do we summarize all this? Uh, How do we feel about Lego Sonic in general? Cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was a good time, actually. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to think of a really funny Lego Island quote that's relevant to the topic. <laughs> I think uh, I think the Sonic level pack of uh, Lego Dimensions, as we've said before, is a wonderfully constructed and lovingly created just homage. Constructed. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. uh, homage and uh, just like sort of joke library of sonic's history that (laughs) that everybody can just really truly enjoy and i think i think because it's lego i think it's very accessible to people who may may have just a passing knowledge of sonic and still be able to enjoy it but i think it's i think it's honestly like a really good just i think it deserves its place in sort of like the sonic video game hall of fame even if it's part of a larger video game i mean it's no sonic blast but it's a great addition to the franchise in its own way. <laughs> I think I've learned that you really can move a mountain if you do it brick by brick. Brick by brick. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you had any more, <laughs> if you, because you're like the only Lego person here, essentially. But that about covers it for Sonic Lego. Uh, interesting topic that we just spent a while talking about <laughs> uh I'm, no no for real i thought it was interesting um so uh now we are out of here what was i gonna say again oh right so um so if you want to find us on the internet well you can find me in particular at falero all across the internet that's f-a-u-l-e-r-r-o love that jingle you can find me at rock the jake on just a bunch of different socials instagram twitter etc and you can find me on twitch as mr rock the jake uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cyberlink420. I can't guarantee that I'm going to tweet a bunch about Lego Dimensions again, but it's the possibility always exists. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me around the internet under Game Buddy, sometimes with a one, two, three. And you can find me on Twitter at Great Job Jeremy. That's G R and the number eight. And a special thanks, as always, to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work at YouTube and Bandcamp, and uh, none of it is uh, royalty-free versions of Sonic songs. It's all the real stuff. (laughs) It's all real good covers and arrangements.
absolutely. Uh, and uh, remember to subscribe, review, share, etc. Just get all stuff out there if you like this. And, you know, just let other people know that we exist. I like when people know that. <laughs> but uh, now we've done Lego, what are we doing next? Oh, wait, hang on. Next episode. Oh, okay. So we just got done doing an, a weird episode. We're going to do another weird and experimental one next time. So... How do we best describe this? Luke, you had this idea to begin so with. So this is going to be a weird one. It's also going to be kind of a test bed because this is a concept that we kind of really like the idea of and we want to do multiple times with multiple guests. And we, we want to, you know, this is going to be kind of our first, our first attempt to get, kind of get our feet wet and figure out uh, the ins and outs of it. But we're going to do what... We can, we're kind of referring to internally as our Sonic Newbie Education 101 course, where <laughs> we are going to bring on a guest, not going to tell you who it is, nope. and but it is someone who is not nominally a Sonic fan. And basically, our intention is to answer any question they might have about the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise, no matter how you know complicated or completely inane or anything else. And do our best to educate them on Sonic and, you know, maybe even see if we can turn them into at least a Fairweather fan. You know, maybe spread the word, spread the level around a little bit. <laughs> and also maybe test their knowledge a little bit. See what they might have picked up by, by osmosis yeah. within the world. Because lots of people at least know Sonic and who he is. But we'll, 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 And also just be like, hey. You know this weird thing about Sonic. Well, we're going to tell you all about it today. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's an excuse for us to bring on people who aren't familiar with Sonic, so we can have our other friends on essentially. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I look forward to it. We're expanding horizons here and teaching people valuable life skills, like who Sonic the Hedgehog is and who is Ovikintable. <laughs> Always to so. new horizons. <laughs> So uh, we'll open there. We'll expand their frontiers next time on our podcast. But uh, until then, well, 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 it. This has been the Hill is Always Greener. I have been Falero. I've been Rock the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. And I'm Game Buddy. And cars! Who knew? I mean, am I faster than the fastest car ever built? Yes. But, and it's wild, nobody ever asks about this, is it running exhausting? And the answer is, of course, no. No, it is not exhausting. But I'll tell you something, Kip, old buddy. You run a lap around the planet, smashing up a badnik army along the way, boy, you're gonna get some blisters that make you wish you had a car. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This has been The Hill is Always Greener, and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Why the hell am I in a car? I ain't gonna let it get to me, I'm just gonna creep.